European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 41, Issue 6, Focus Issue, Imaging, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia, read to you by Morgan Bryan. Imaging the Heart and the Brain, from the Amygdala to Arterial Inflammation. The heart is a hidden organ. Although ancient physicians could feel its pulse, they could not approach its structure and function. Today, different imaging modalities such as echocardiography, computer tomography or CT, magnetic resonance imaging or MRI, and nuclear scans are available and have enabled modern management of heart disease. The most recent progress is reviewed by Victoria Delgado and colleagues from the Leiden University Medical Centre in the Netherlands in the article The Year in Cardiology Imaging. The authors note that while conventional imaging to assess cardiac structure and function is still the first approach, multimodality imaging for coronary disease and for endocarditis, as well as artificial intelligence applied to imaging, is about to change clinical practice. Also, advanced echocardiography with strain imaging techniques, tissue characterization with cardiovascular magnetic resonance to assess outcomes and arrhythmic risk, and assessment of biological processes with nuclear imaging techniques have helped to diagnose endocarditis and understand that early intervention may be needed in order to prevent or halt the progression of the disease. By applying machine learning techniques to all the imaging modalities, algorithms can be generated that can identify certain patterns of disease or risk and develop decisions in a more personalised way. Chronic inflammation is a major driver of endothelial dysfunction and plaque formation, since such inflammation is a novel therapeutic target in primary and secondary prevention. However, detecting residual inflammation risk in individual patients is hampered by the lack of reliable imaging modalities to guide targeted use of anti-inflammatory strategies in clinical practice. In their review, Imaging Residual Inflammatory Cardiovascular Risk Jalal Ambos, Antoniades and colleagues from the University of Oxford in the United Kingdom point out that the current diagnostic tests for the detection of coronary inflammation are either non-specific, like C-reactive protein, or expensive and not readily available, as is the case with hybrid positron emission tomography imaging. Recent advancements in coronary computed tomography angiography, or CTA, allow for non-invasive detection of high-risk plaque features e.g. positive remodelling, spotty calcification, low attenuation plaque and napkin ring sign, among others. However, such structural features provide only indirect information about coronary inflammation. The perivascular fat attenuation index, a novel method for assessing coronary inflammation by analysing routine coronary CT, captures changes in the perivascular adipose tissue composition driven by inflammatory signals coming from the inflamed coronary artery by analysing the 3D gradients of perivascular attenuation followed by adjustments for technical, anatomical and biological factors. By detecting vascular inflammation, the perivascular fat attenuation index enhances cardiovascular risk discrimination, which could aid more cost-effective deployment of novel therapeutic agents. In short, a further step towards personalised prevention. Positron emission tomography, or PET myocardial perfusion imaging, allows for non-invasive assessment of myocardial blood flow reserve. In their article, Myocardial Blood Flow Reserve, assessed by positron emission tomography, myocardial perfusion imaging identifies patients with a survival benefit from early revascularization. 
Krishna Patel and colleagues from the St. Luke's Mid-America Heart Institute in Kansas City, USA, examined whether myocardial blood flow reserve, using rubidium PET at rest and during stress, identifies patients with a survival benefit after revascularization. After a medium follow-up of 3.2 years, 897 of the 12,594 patients, or 7.1%, underwent early revascularization, and 13.5% died. Ischemia was present in 32.3%, with 11.2% presenting with ischemia of at least 10% of the myocardium. Mean myocardial blood flow reserve was 2.0 plus or minus 1.3, while in 38.5% it was less than 1.8. After multivariable adjustment, every 0.1 unit decrease in myocardial blood flow reserve was associated with 9% hazard ratio of 1.09 each of all-cause death. Further, there was a significant interaction between myocardial blood flow reserve and early revascularization such that patients with myocardial blood flow reserves of less than 1.8 had a survival benefit with early revascularization. Thus, myocardial blood flow reserve on PET perfusion imaging is associated with all-cause mortality and can identify those benefiting from early revascularization compared to medical therapy. These clinically important findings are put into context in a thoughtful editorial by Oliver Gemperli from the University of Zurich in Switzerland. Besides classical risk factors and inflammation, physical and psychological stress can affect cardiac function via neurogenic mechanisms. Noise is a novel stress factor that has been recognized to affect cardiovascular outcomes. The mechanism involved in noise-induced stress in humans is further pursued in the manuscript, a neurobiological mechanism linking transportation noise to cardiovascular disease in humans, by Ugmed Tawakol and colleagues from the Massachusetts General Hospital Department of Radiology in Boston, USA. The amygdala, a limbic center involved in stress perception, participates in the response to noise. Over a medium of 4.06 years, 40 of the 498 individuals, or 8%, experienced major cardiovascular events, or MACE. Higher noise exposure, per 5 dBA increase, predict MACE with a hazard ratio of 1.34, even after multivariable adjustments. Higher noise exposure is associated with increased amygdala metabolic activity. Mediation analysis suggested that higher noise exposure associates with MACE via serial mechanism involving heightened amygdala metabolic activity and arterial inflammation that accounts for 12 to 26% of this relationship. Thus, noise exposure associates with MACE via mechanism that is triggered by increased stress-induced amygdala activity and arterial inflammation. This potential neurobiological mechanism linking noise to cardiovascular events merits further evaluation in a prospective population as Thomas Munzel from the Johannes Gutenberg Universität in Mainz, Germany outlines in his balanced editorial. Vascular calcification is routinely encountered in percutaneous coronary intervention, or PCI, and severe coronary calcification is a known predictor of instent restenosis and stent thrombosis. In their manuscript, vascular responses to coronary calcification following implantation of newer generation drug-eluting stents in humans impact on healing. Aloke Viramani Finn and colleagues from the CV Path in Gaithersburg in the USA Note that the histopathological mechanisms behind such events remain to be characterized. 
They histologically analysed 1,211 newer generation drug-eluting stents implanted more than 30 days. The extent of calcification of the stented lesions were evaluated radiographically and divided into severe and non-severely calcified lesions. The percentage uncovered struts per section and the presence of severe medial tears were greater in the severely calcified than the non-severely calcified lesions. In addition, severely calcified lesions had a higher prevalence of three or more consecutive struts lying directly in contact with surface calcified area. Multivariate analysis demonstrated that sections with duration of implantation less than six months, three or more consecutive struts in contact with surface calcified area, strut malaposition, and lack of medial tears were independent predictors of uncovered struts. Prevalence of neoatherosclerosis was significantly lower in severely calcified than that of non-severely calcified lesions. Thus, severe calcification, especially surface calcified area, is an independent predictor of uncovered struts and delayed healing after newer generation DES implantation. How best to deal with calcification in patients undergoing PCI is further discussed in an educational editorial by Yoshinobu Onuma from the Thorax Centre in Rotterdam, Netherlands. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.